BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits, and I'm bringing it to you real and unfiltered. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have a really fun episode for you today. I'm talking to Jennifer Fisher. I've been following her for years because I've been buying her jewelry for years. And then I started following her Jennifer Fisher Kitchen account as well on Instagram because she shares so many good recipes, which we actually talk a lot about in this episode. And she sent me some of her salts, which you'll also hear in this episode. I probably have every single day maybe twice a day. So definitely go check those out if you haven't already tried them. And she just has such an interesting story. I love her attitude and her approach to her business and entrepreneurship and how she has built what she has built. So we definitely get into all of that in the episode. But we also talk a lot about kind of her health journey and how that has lent itself to other areas of her business and areas of her business that she's expanding. So we talk a lot about listening to your body, unrestrictive eating, healthy restaurant habits. We talk about her anti-inflammatory diet and her personal tips. As always, and we reiterate this in the episode This is just her sharing what she does that has worked for her with every guest on here. I really encourage people to take what works for them and leave the rest. And Jennifer is really clear about like, hey, this is what works for me after years of doing something different. And maybe something else will work for you. So she and I are similar in that way in that, you know, I always say like what works for me now is not what worked for me six months ago and not what worked for me a year ago. So it's really about like finding what works for you and doing that. We talk about listening to your intuition and business. We talk about the power of positivity. We talk about aging and why aging is actually amazing. She also spills her skincare. She has amazing skin. We talk about plastic surgery and just so much more. It's a really fun, candid conversation. She's very energetic, very unapologetic and I adored her. So enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so, so long. 
Likewise, I feel like I've been following you for such a long time. Obviously, I first came across you because of your jewelry, which I am obsessed with, but then you really changed my life with your salts. <laughs> I love, I love that. Talk about it all of that. Like makes my day. I'm so excited. I mean, I use them like every day. I use them in the morning, put them on my eggs. I use them at night, put it on my fish or whatever I'm making. Like they're just so versatile and they make everything so much better. So love you for saying that. Thank you. What's, what's your favorite one? I love the universal and then I love the spicy. So I'll do like universal in the morning and then spicy at night. Kind That's of like how you're supposed to use them. I, yeah. I made universal with no garlic or onions. You can use it in the morning. Yeah. And I do not, I mean, I went through a phase where I was doing low FODMAP and I'm sure we'll talk about all of this. So I couldn't do garlic and onion, but I also just don't love it. I don't want to smell like garlic and onion all day. I don't want to like... That's exactly why I did it. Because I was like, I don't want to go and have like dragon breath all day long after exactly. I have my... And there was exactly. nothing out there. Like everything was like a seasoning or a rub or I would say this or like a potpourri. Yeah. Like, there's... <laughs> like everything but the bagel seasoning kind of thing, which is good. But again, like garlic and onion, I eat that. And I'm like, I feel disgusting. Like it stays in your mouth the entire day. Yeah. I can't. Well, something kind of fun that's sort of like that though. So don't say okay. that. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, well, let's rewind all the way back. So you have a really interesting story about how you started your brand. So why don't you tell everybody like about what you were doing before and then how it came to be? Okay, so I grew up in Santa Barbara, California in Montecito. My grandfather was a silversmith polo player there. So I didn't realize that jewelry was sort of ingrained in who I am until later in life. I went to USC. I studied business marketing. I thought I wanted to be a magazine publisher. That's what I, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And when I was interning, I'd watched the clothing racks go by and I was like, you know what? I'm on the wrong side of this magazine. You know, I was a girl who was always into fashion and I like literally plastered my walls when I was younger with Vogue magazine. So I always loved fashion. I always loved clothing, but it wasn't until then that I really realized that I wanted to work in some form of fashion. And so I went from there after graduating, I ended up becoming a wardrobe stylist, which was so random, but I worked 10 years in commercials and TV as a stylist, wardrobe stylist. And it was, it was amazing. And during that time, I met Kevin, who I'm now married to. And I also got diagnosed with something called a desmoid tumor, which is a soft tissue sarcoma that's on my left chest wall. And they think it's scar tissue from my breast implants that actually they went through my armpit to put them in. So that's another thing we can talk about later. Mm -hmm. uh, I went through therapy for it in Los Angeles and New York. And we got married right after I finished chemo. And when I wanted to have a child, my oncologist was like, no way, you need to get a surrogate. And at the time it was illegal in the state of New York to have a surrogate carry a child for you. It was legal in New Jersey, Vermont, Florida, and California. And Kevin actually grew up in Brentwood. So we figured since we were both from California, it made sense to have a surrogate in California. So we went through two rounds of surrogacy, both unsuccessful. Uh, first time, 12 weeks miscarriage. Second time, 16 weeks. You know, we knew it was a boy. We had named him Luke. So mm -hmm. sad. And so after that, we were kind of like, what are we going to do? And she quit. So we ended up just taking the summer off and having a really good time and partying and having the best summer. And I got pregnant. And that was my son, Shane. And so when he, totally healthy pregnancy, my tumor did not grow because these types of tumors normally grow from estrogen. And when he was born, people were giving me gifts to represent him. And I was just like, these do not look like me. Like I don't wear like a little whatever. So I ended up, I was like, I want something kind of badass and big and heavy and chunky. And I want to spell out his whole name because 
it was important. You know, I went through three years of trying to have a child. It was a, it was a rough road and I wanted to really, you know, make sure that I was wearing something to really signify what I went through. So I literally being resourceful, being a, a boardroom stylist, I went up to 47th street and knocked on doors and it was like, who will make this thing for me? And I finally found someone to make it for me. And it was a very simple dog tag that said Shane. And I wore it on a heavy gold link chain. And I'd wear it on set when I was a stylist. And literally everybody would come up to me. It was this instant conversation piece because it wasn't something dinky. It was something that was sort of heavy and cool. And so I started making them for the guys on set for their wives you know, for all the grips and the gaffers. And I made one for Uma Thurman because I was friends with her hairstylist, Ryan. And she got it delivered the day she was shooting a Glamour magazine cover and she wore it on the cover of Glamour. And so that was very helpful. And then we sort of just started making, you know, kind of more, you know, celebrity mom jewels. And we started getting known for that, which was nice. But then we also just started kind of really building the business. And I was still styling. And at one point, my husband walked into the bedroom. We had lived in Soho at the time. And he was, I had orders all over the bed and I'd taken over the bedroom. It was like my office. And he was like, Jen, this is a business. You need to start a website. So I started selling direct to consumer, customizable fine jewelry back in the day, like when it wasn't really a thing. And we just started growing the company and building and building and making more and more shapes and offering more and more chains and evolving and changing. And you want me to keep going? There's more. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, Yeah, I want you to keep going, but it's just interesting because I feel like every successful brand owner, founder that I've talked to, there's this common thread and it's that they started their business or brand or whatever it is because of a personal need. It wasn't like they went out there with a business plan and they're like, I'm going to make this thing and like, this is how I'm going to do it. And this is the money that I'm going to make. Like it comes from a really authentic place. And I think that probably attracts so many more people, like, especially because you're wearing it, you're on set, you're like, yeah, it's just a thing that I did for myself. And people see that and they want to be part of it. I don't know. I don't know if that was your experience. So I am traveling again. And it's when I'm traveling or on the go, when I really notice like how my daily rituals really provide a solid foundation to my life and my wellness so that I can thrive. And by now you guys know me and you know that I kind of sandwich my day with some morning and some nighttime rituals, but nighttime for me is the most important because when I wind down and I set myself up for a good night's sleep, I am giving myself such a better chance at being balanced and productive and all the things that I want to be the next day. So my Ned products really enhance this. So I literally swear by their sleep oil. It works so incredibly well for me. Like I just take a little bit when I get in bed to read and it helps me stay asleep and wake up rested. Here's the thing though. I know so many people who are like, I don't know, I just have bad insomnia and nothing really works, but they're scrolling and checking emails and watching TV or on their computers or whatever up until the second they try to go to sleep. And that really just is going to disrupt things. So I think it's super important to take a look at your other habits and then introduce something like Ned. So that's my little lecture. But like I said, it's so incredibly helpful. The sleep oil is amazing. I love their de-stress blend as well. So amazing for jet lag and just regular life. And then of course, I love my Mellow, which is their magnesium. It's been a nightly non-negotiable for me for over a year. It also helps me to relax and kind of ease into sleep. And it also helps with things like muscle recovery and so much more. I felt such a difference when I introduced this last year. So I definitely recommend this to 
everyone that I come across. So Ned's products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. Their full spectrum hemp oil nourishes your body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. It's cold extracted from the world's purest USDA certified organic hemp in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. And their magnesium is a really powerful daily magnesium supplement with amino acids and trace minerals that help to propel memory, mood, brain function, stress response, nerve, muscle health, and sleep. So as if that weren't enough, Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their site so you can be really comfortable knowing exactly what you're putting in your body. So become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with the code BLONDE. Just go to helloned.com slash blonde or enter the code BLONDE at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. We can all benefit from a daily multivitamin, but there are so many out there that overpromise and under deliver. That is not the case with Ritual. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results were that it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. So I have taken Ritual for years. I absolutely love them. I know that between my diet and Ritual filling in any nutritional gaps, I'm getting absolutely everything I need. Also, aside from the exhaustive research and the thoughtfulness that goes into the ingredients in Ritual Vitamins, which are all traceable, by the way, I love the minty fresh flavor and I love the time release. A lot of supplements give me kind of an upset stomach, but that doesn't happen with Rituals. So if you're looking for a daily multivitamin, look no further. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months if you go to ritual.com slash blonde. Again, that's 10% off your first three months if you visit ritual.com slash blonde and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier. And you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I just think it was one of those things that it didn't really exist. And it, you know, and I think you are kind of right. Whenever brands are built and they are successful, it is based off of something that is really like truly real. It's not like I'm going to put this on paper and I'm going to build this business that I see on paper here, you know, mm-hmm. have this business plan. We're going to go out and do it. I, I just don't see those as being successful all the time. You know, I think when you really work hard and, you know, it takes years. That's another thing too, in this world of Instagram and everyone wants to be a whatever and, yeah. you know, 
five days, you know, people expect we throw something up on Instagram and they make it a company. So, you know, I think it's just time weeds out that kind of stuff. And, you know, people can smell the bullshit. And I think people, you know, if they, if you make quality products and you have good customer service and you continue to evolve as a brand, you will be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because how old is your son now? So you started when he was born. 17. 17. 17. It's so crazy. I, I, I've been looking at college this soon. It's so crazy that I have a seven year old and my daughter drew is 15. It's well, crazy. You He's look 25. So you're going to have to <laughs> drop your skincare and all of that later. We need Girl, to know. I will share everything with you. Okay. <laughs> so what were some of the biggest obstacles that you had when you were starting your business and just along the way, like things that were big challenges that you overcame that you learned from? You know, I think you have to, you know, I, I talk about this a lot now. And I think that when you're younger and you start a company, you are, you know, you have a tendency to compare yourselves to other people and you look around too much at what's going on out there, you know, in other places. I think the minute that I stopped looking around and I really just started focusing on my brand and who I am, not what anyone else was doing or, or other people were building their brands, you know, whether it was a, you know, a business model or anything, you know, I, I really believe that that changed who we are and who we are now and where our brand is. I think that when people are young, they, you know, you make mistakes and you have to be able to learn from those mistakes. You know, every day, you're, you know, something happens that isn't, isn't positive and you have to move on from that and you have to learn from it and you have to evolve from it. And I think the minute people, you know, don't realize that business is in order to grow, you have to have failures and you have to learn from those failures. And the only way that you're going to be successful is to be positive and to move forward and to learn something from that. Yeah. I don't know if this has been your experience at all, but like, if I look back on my life and obviously my career and path and all that is different from yours, but the, the failures and the obstacles and like the hardships, all of those things were the things that I grew from the most. And that really like steered my, my course, I guess. And it's like, you don't really learn, you don't really grow from things just like being like just coasting all the time. We're still so resistant to like any kind of obstacle or challenge. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, you have to kind of want those things. You know, we're, we're about to open our, our Soho store, oh my God, in like a week. And, you know, there's so many things that have gone wrong during it. And it's just, and then, you know, that it, it's sort of helping us build our roadmap for when we do open another store in another city. And it's just, it's one of those things where you have to kind of just go with it and expect it. Because the minute you don't expect it, and you think everything's going to be perfect. You're going to be disappointed. You mm-hmm. can't, this is not how business works. There's problems every day. Yeah. Let's get used so to true. it. Yeah. You just get used to it. You're like, okay. And you have to be able to pivot. I was having a conversation with one of my, my friends last night who is a successful beauty person here in New York city. And she had some issues with something she was building. And I said to her, I said, you have to be able to be nimble and to pivot because the moment you can't is the moment you're going to have some serious issues growing your business. I read in an interview somewhere, I think that you said you were talking about like dealing with people who didn't believe in you along the way. And you said like for every for every person that your business or whatever you're doing, putting out there doesn't resonate with, there's 10 people that it does resonate with. And I think that's also so important for people to hear. And I was talking to my husband about this the other day. And he was like, the best advice I ever got was like before he was even in TV, like back when he wanted to be a musician, when he was like in his twenties and they were dealing with some like record label manager. And the guy said, if 50% of the people love you and 50% of the people hate you, you're a star. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And so I, was, true. I was just thinking about that because I think so many people now, especially with like social media, we're so accessible and you can 
you know, take people's opinions and, and feedback and criticism and all of that all day about whatever it is you're doing, whether it's about your business, whether it's about your content, whether about it's about what you're eating. I mean, I'm sure you get that all the time. All the time. <laughs> school now though, you know, I find, you know, wherever you get these negative comments and people that aren't happy. And I try to teach, I teach this to my kids and my daughter, cause I've got a girl in high school. And, you know, I always say, you know, when people are mean, they're sad or they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're unhappy and there's something going on with them. It's not about you. Like, don't flatter yourself. It's yeah. really not. You know? So like, don't ever, you know, people always think, oh, you know, it's about me. It's not about you. It's whatever they've got going on that they're unhappy about that they're just, you know, vocalizing and verbalizing to you in some way. So like, don't take it personally. Yeah. You, know? you can't. And I just find that stuff, you know, I, you just wish them well and it is what it is and you get used to it. You definitely get used to it, which is kind of sad, but also like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so true. If you think of yourself if you're happy and fulfilled and productive, whatever, you're not going around to people's accounts, leaving like snide, shitty comments. So it's definitely about them. But I like that you reframed it. Like, don't flatter yourself. That's funny. Like it's so like, you know, like you're so, you know, like they really care so much. They're just leaving a negative comment. They've got some shit going on in their life. They need to deal with. Don't, yeah. don't think it's so great. Yeah. But it's, like, it's like, you know, not everybody wants a cappuccino also. So like get used to it. You know what I mean, like not everyone likes their coffee the same way. Not everyone's going to like you. Most yeah. people are not like you. So yeah. when you can find your people that like, that are your community or your people that, that like what you're doing. And if you're truly being yourself, that's another thing. Like you just, I, the moment I was like, you know, I'm going to put myself out there and put my food on Instagram and the salt and all of that stuff. And the moment I started doing that, it completely changed my business. Mm-hmm. I was just, it was just like a weird thing that I just never thought to share with people. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever having to leave the house. You can add a gallery wall to your home office, which I'm doing right now, or you can send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone. You can FrameBridge just about anything. So this is how it works. You just go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photos, or they will send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. You can preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts, which is so helpful. And then you can choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you would pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free, which is incredible. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off your first order at framebridge.com if you use my code BLONDE. You can order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. So like I said, I've been working on a gallery wall. They have so many amazing styles. I really love some of just their simple black frames. I also love some of their gold ones. So I'm doing kind of a combination of both. And the gallery wall sets are really simple and chic. So definitely go check them out. This is kind of like a life hack to make your space look really well designed in my opinion. So you can get started today, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Just go to framebridge.com and use the promo code blonde to save an additional 15% off your first order. Again, that's framebridge.com and the code is blonde. framebridge.com and the code is blonde. 
Shopping for new clothes can be time consuming and stressful. So why not let Stitch Fix do all of the work so that you can spend more time doing the things that you love? When it comes to looking good, they definitely have you covered. You can say goodbye to endless browsing and hello to fresh picks curated for your size and taste. It's super easy and fun to get started. So all you have to do is take a few minutes to set up your Stitch Fix style profile. Then you take a quick quiz where you answer a few questions about what you like to wear, what you don't, some sizing questions, budget questions, and how open you are to trying new styles. And then their expert stylists will go to work finding items exclusively for you. Every piece is handpicked for you. It's unique to your size, your style, your budget, making it the best way to discover clothes that make you look and feel your best. Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try on at home. You can keep what you love and send back what you don't. And shipping returns and exchanges are easy and free. Plus, there's no subscription required. So you can try once or set up automatic deliveries. There are no hidden fees ever. So you can sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest pieces for women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com blonde to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash blonde to get $20 off your first purchase. This is a limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. Yeah, I want to talk about that, but I'm I'm just curious if you had that attitude the whole time because I know that people said no and I know that you encountered like editors and people who were like, yeah, that's not like our style or whatever. So did you always have that attitude just because you really believed in what you were doing and it just felt authentic or how did that evolve over time? You know, I do believe that. I think it was also, you know, how my parents raised me. I was raised to take bumps in the road and to move forward and to not take things too personally. And, you know, and I, I always say if I had $5 for every time someone told me no too, you know, I'd be like a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it's the same thing. Like I always say like the ordering coffee thing, like not everyone's going to believe in you and like, and like what you're doing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But go find it somewhere else. Like don't take the negative feedback as, as something that is going to really evolve your business. Like just take it, move on, go somewhere else. And you're going to find someone else that likes you. Yeah. Or what you're doing. Yeah. I'm curious if you have like best and worst advice you ever got. <laughs> well, the best advice is from my mother-in-law that I that this has to do with children though. She said, she always says, if they're quiet, leave them alone. <laughs> because that's when you always want to poke the bear. You know, it's it, new moms. A lot of the times they want to, like, if their kid is quiet and playing, they want to be like, they're, make sure they're overstimulating their kids in some way or doing something. And my mother-in-law always said to me, she said, Jennifer, if they're quiet, leave them alone. So that was like the best advice that I think I've ever gotten. And the worst advice, I don't know. I don't really take advice as like, you know, I, you know what though? Actually, I did get some bad advice. When I, back in the day, when I was, how do I say this? I want to say this the right way. Back in the day when I felt that my business needed to be accepted by certain places, I listened to those certain places and people and took their advice as something that I should be doing to evolve my business. Mm-hmm. But what I wasn't thinking and what the most power, like the powerful thing about it is these people are not in my business. These people are not doing what I'm doing. So why the hell would I be listening to them and what they think is right or wrong for my company? So mm-hmm. I did make that mistake once early on and I, it was the powers that be. And I thought that I had to do what they told me that I needed to do for my company because it was the world of fashion. They were wrong. Right. They were wrong. So that was bad advice. I, I you know, I probably would have saved a few few years of my company evolving if I actually listened to myself and not 
outside advice. Mm -hmm. At what point did you realize, I know that your husband was like, this is a business. At what point though, did you realize that this was growing into something so big? Was it when you started? I know that you've like really organically gotten celebrity clientele. I mean, everybody wears your jewelry. Is it when you, I don't know, when did that happen for you? <laughs> I feel that we're there to be totally honest. You know, every day, you know, we do more things and we start growing and you know, we're not even there. You know, we, we still, you know, I, I, I see I've been saying this a lot lately because I've been talking to more people about where we are in our business. And I really wanted to make a conscious effort and decision to be home for my kids when my kids were younger you know, so I could have, you know, stepped on the gas with the company a little bit earlier, but I waited until my kids were older and my kids aren't, they don't, my kids don't need me like they used to. Mm-hmm. So like now it's time to really like evolve and build the business into something huge. Mm-hmm. Like, so now we're ready. Like we're going through a couple of things right now, which are going to, which are really exciting. And now I feel like it's time. And what's funny, you know, cause people are like, Oh, you've been around for 17 years. Yeah. Well, I wanted to raise my kids and right. I wanted to make sure that I was home. And yes, I, in the beginning when they were younger, I was going to a lot more parties. And then when you really you know, need to be home, I feel like, you know, from, you know, whatever age on, I'm not going to say, cause then people are going to, you know, bash for saying a certain age, but you know, there's a certain time when you really, as a parent need to be, you know, around for your kids and it's important. And I wanted to be home making dinner and, you know, around for them a lot. So mm. now it's time. So I don't feel like we're really big. We've been really fortunate with the relationships that I have and that we've built over time to build this brand, but we're not even close to where I want to be. I know so many of you, myself included, are looking for ways to offset your carbon footprint and make changes to live more sustainably, but it's really hard to know where to start. And sometimes it just feels so overwhelming, like little efforts aren't going to make a difference. So why try? But they really do. So I found an incredible resource called REN, W-R-E-N. It's a startup and it's basically your on-ramp to climate action. So They help you to understand and calculate your own impact and how that fits into the world. And then they help you offset your carbon footprint by funding projects that plant trees, protect rainforests, sequester CO2, and more. And you can go on their website and read all about the different amazing projects that you would be helping to fund. So I'm personally really interested in their biochar project. This helps to prevent wildfires in California's old growth forests by removing dead and flammable trees. Then they use a cutting edge process to turn the tree biomass into biochar, which keeps carbon out of the air for thousands of years. So they have so many more of those that you can read about when you go to their website. They also practice hypertransparency. So once you sign up to make a monthly contribution to offset your carbon footprint, you'll receive monthly updates about the tree planting, rainforest protection, and carbon removal projects that you are funding. And you can even see the exact coordinates of the trees that you planted. So it's going to take all of us to end the climate crisis. You can do your part today by signing up for REN. Just go to ren.co slash blonde sign up and they will plant 10 extra trees in your name. That's W-R-E-N dot C-O slash B-L-O-N-D-E. And you can start making a difference today. So we talked about the salts and we'll get into the kind of like the wellness portion of that more because that is such a big part of your life and your story. But you did also do a collaboration with CB2. And I'm just curious, like how these things came to be, if it just kind of like, I was wondering if those were, I love those. <laughs> She's pointing to the lamps behind her for everyone who can't see. They're amazing. 
Yeah. So how did that, how did that come to be? Like, how have you kind of grown into different things? So I'm a big believer in making sure that you, you know, trust your instincts and trust your guides. And we've done a couple, you know, collaborations through the years. Like I did a collaboration with Virgil Abloh back in the day and we made an earring with him. We're off white. And I did a collaboration with Russell Westbrook for Barney's when we were at Barney's because Russell was like a family friend that we had met. I mean, just, you know, those kind of things made sense. I just made Illustava because those are my boys from the Vogue CFD fashion fund, you know, that kind of stuff. And we've been asked for a, a lot of different collabs that we've said no to. But I like doing them with people that I like and that are friendly and that I get along with. And I was, they came to us. I was introduced to Ryan who runs CB2 and we hit it off. We started talking about like basketball. And I mean, we just, it was one of those things where we had the best lunch at ABC. It was like ours and we're like, let's do this. <laughs> And that was kind of it. And I made, I well, I designed like over 300 pieces, but we ended up making like 108 pieces in the end of home. And it was so fun. It was literally like the working outside of fashion in the interior space. And, and people, they are from Chicago. They were the most amazing, lovely people to deal with. It was just one of those things. And it, we, the funny thing is, is we launched it. We were starting to do our press tour for it. And the end of February and we were in Dallas and like people were starting to not like right before COVID when people, people were starting to kind of not shake hands and carry Oh God. And then we got to LA to do it. And then it was like, Oh God, what do we do? Like this, this is, people don't want to go out. So I, we flew back to New York and it launched and who knew that it was like the worst timing, but the best timing in the world, because literally everyone was, as you know, locked at home and yeah. wanted to do their homes. So it like exploded. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy what happened there. And, but I, I do think, you know, everything was pretty neutral, like, you know, grays and whites Mm -hmm. and and easy things that you can mix into your home. And it was like the most affordable, best price point too. So why would people not shop online and buy it? Yeah. And it was so successful in the beginning of COVID that we went on to do during COVID a Christmas holiday collab, which was crazy, like on set, everyone in masks too. And so, and then we did, given the success of cooking on Instagram during COVID, we did a kitchen one for like, a, it was always do one, but we just, we loved them so much. We kept, we, lo- we loved working together and it just kept working. So we just, we just went for it and kept going. It was fun. Okay. So let's talk about the cooking and the salts and, and the wellness portion. So you said that you had, I can't remember the name of the tumor. I'm getting my boobs done July 1st. So... I'm a little nervous. Where are they going through? Underneath. Okay. They went through. So when I had to have mine redone, one of mine, one of mine burst, I was like carrying this the tray of turkey on Thanksgiving. This is a great story. Oh, God. I was carrying a turkey around it, like help serve on Thanksgiving. <gasps> one, I was at my office the next day and like one was gone. <sighs> I had to like rush and have them redone. So they went around my nipple to do mine, which I think you're better off going underneath because it messed up my nipples. Okay. I'm, I'm getting scared. You'll never see it. As long as you have a little bit underneath there, you're good. Wait, 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 but rewind. How did it pop from carrying a tray? <laughs> I think they were just old. I had gotten them okay. in 1987 when I was like dating Matt LeBlanc, like back in the day of like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I, I would have never gotten them now, but back then, yeah. So they were old. It was time. You know, and I, like I'm going to replace them. I'm going to replace them. And then you just don't get around to doing it. And then you, you know, that happens. And then you have to. Do you still have them now? Different ones? Okay. I do different ones. Okay. Cause I was thinking about doing fat. I was like, I don't know if I want to go the implant route just because I've heard like horror stories like that and breast implant illness. And I tend to be like a very sensitive person physically. So I'm like, I don't know, but I had fat transfer in my face last year and I love the results, but it was such like a roller coaster and my weight kind of fluctuates, not a lot, but it was like, and you don't retain all of it. So I just felt like with my boobs, I'm like, I just want a consistent result. 
Yeah. I, you know, the fat thing, I understand I wanted to do it to be more natural and to not have something in your body. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know enough about it. And I don't think that it even really existed when I like started doing all of this as an option. Yeah. I've had no problems that I know of to date from my implant. Someone actually asked me about, about that on Instagram yesterday when I did an AMA, if they think that I have any health issues from my implants. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I have Hashimoto's also. So I have, you know, I think any, what's funny is I think that any, you know, it's a hair loss or whatever those things are. I have those things kind of going on anyway. So it's really hard for me to tell if it's anything to do with my implants. Mm -hmm. Whenever I've done anything on Instagram, if I'm going through something health-wise and I talk about it, people are like, it's breast implant. And I'm like, I don't even have them. Like people are just so quick to like jump on whatever is like trending at the moment. I know know that seems to be trending a lot right now too, because I'm getting that a lot. People are talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel fine for mine. I have no, and I love them. I don't okay. love the result from my seconds. I, actually, I had to have it. I had to have them redone because he made them too big when he replaced them. Uh huh. Here in New York, that loves to do that, so I complained and made them smaller. <laughs> but then he starred me. So, anyways. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so how did that? So that affected. How did the tumor? affect your health? And is that related to the Hashimoto's or completely different? The tumor has nothing to do with my Hashimoto's. The tumor is something that I, it's like one in 100,000 is one of these types of tumors. It is not cancer unless it metastasizes. The first doctor thought it was breast cancer and cut into it, which he should never have because he couldn't get anything out of it with a needle biopsy. So we did a biopsy, which he shouldn't have done, but I was very lucky and it didn't metastasize. But what's also interesting is, you know, these types, so women get these types of tumors in their uterus, sometimes after giving birth, because it's like a keloid star in the inside of your body that turns into Mm -hmm. a tumor. So mine is just, you know, when I found mine first, that's another thing, like girls, if you, if you find anything kind of strange going on with your body, like question your doctor, because I went to my doctor, my, my OB had put me on a much higher estrogen pill and the tumor grew really rapidly. So I was working out a lot of the time, exercising heavily. And the doctor, I, was, I always wear racer back tops. And the doctor said to me, oh, you're, I went to my implant doctor. And he said, you're fine. Just wear looser tops. It's just, it's just a little irritation. But that was the tumor. So he missed it. Ugh. Well, that's another thing. Like, listen to your body. And, you know, if you think something is kind of going on, question it and ask somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always say, a lot of people say this, like, you know your body best. And I feel like you, you, we, whatever, like we know when something is off and it's super important to follow through on that. So how did your kind of wellness journey, like your approach to wellness change? Because I know in the last few years, you started approaching it differently and you were working with Dr. Cole, right? Right. I wasn't working with him originally. I, when I, we opened during COVID, we opened our Beverly Hills store. We literally built it without even really seeing it. And so towards the end of COVID, I started flying to LA. And at that time you had to quarantine for 10 days. And I, one of my followers said, you know, you kind of eat this way, but you eat dairy. You should check out this guy, Dr. Will Cole. He has this book called Ketotarian. So I literally just bought it on Amazon and threw it on my bag, in my bag for the airplane. And I started reading it. And it was one of those things that I don't know if it was timing. I don't know if it's my age. I don't know what it is, but I literally was like, why have I not been doing this my entire life? It was something that resonated with me so deeply. And it was so simple because I was already doing a lot of the things. I was already gluten-free and I was sort of dairy-free on and off and I didn't eat a ton of meat, but to drop the legumes and the nightshades and to change, you know, to watch, you know, he doesn't really talk about gums a lot, but the inflammatory oils, but then also the gums that you should cut out. Like there's gums in everything. You don't realize you're eating just inflammation all day long and not having oats 
and staying away from sparkling water. Like these are all kind of things that I've sort of learned along the way that aren't all in his book that I've modified this for me because I've seen the results that work for my body. Wait a second, rewind. Sparkling water. The other ones I can get down with. Sparkling water. I don't know yeah. if I can give up. Why? What does it do? Yeah, inflammatory. Ugh. Just cut it for a few days and watch your belly. I'm telling you. I am like, I'll drink flat water until noon. I'm very like weird with my routine. So like till noon, I'll drink a ton of flat water. And then afternoon, I'm like full-blown sparkling, pounding it all day long. No, try, try, to, try to not do it for three days and see what happens. Okay. I was one of those two. I was like, I, I, I like obsessed with like every, every like lemon flavor, orange flavor, <laughs> grape flavor, peach flavor. Like it was my thing. Mm-hmm. And I stopped drinking it and it changed me. It did. It's one of those weird things. I just drink more water. I just put lemon and cucumber in my water. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to try that. I'm going to let you know how that goes. I out, but when we go to dinner, they're like sparkling or still. I'm like, still. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like one of my joys in life. <laughs> Coffee yeah. is one of my joys in life. Like that's one of the things like I, I can't, I can't, and booze. I cannot give up alcohol. Like, you know, huh. this is the thing guys. And everyone's always like, you're so regimented, but you drink. Why? I don't understand. I said, because I, I, this is my modification that works for me. Yeah. I like alcohol. I like coffee. I need to, in order for me to eat this clean, I have to live my life. Like yeah. I can't get everything out. Like, I, so, and it works, it works, but you have to like, we're all different. We all have different things chemically going on in our bodies. So like what works for me isn't going to work for you. I say that all the time and I'm not a nutritionist and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do know that I've been doing this a really long time and nothing worked until I changed these things for myself. And I saw a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so important that what works for you is not going to work for the next person. I, and you say that all the time. And I love that about you. And you're so like direct. You're just like, this is what I'm doing, guys. Like take it or leave it kind of thing. <laughs> thing. It's like this, this like fucked up diet culture. Everyone's like, well, how, many, how do you know how many calories you're eating with that meal? I'm like, yeah. it's not about that. If you're eating the right foods and you're not eating shit out of packages, it's filled with preservatives and gums and junk and dairy. Like if you're eating whole foods, I, you shouldn't have to like count. I just, I eat till I'm full. Right. I listen to my body and I eat till I'm full and I eat as much color as I can. That's a good tip. Okay, so yeah, you are so busy. How do you kind of maintain this lifestyle, this approach without getting super rigid about it? Or are you rigid about it sometimes? Like, how do you fit it into your life? You know, I'm so busy every day that, so I, this is another thing. So I've been intermittent fasting. I'm not strict about it. Like I'll stop eating my dates at like 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is, or my chocolate or whatever I'm having. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't count. But in the mornings I've found, and I always thought with my thyroid disease that I had to be eating breakfast, which is one of the reasons that I started making my salt and the universal salt without the garlic or onion. Mm -hmm. But when I stopped eating breakfast and I started eating after 12 o'clock, my energy levels for the morning and throughout the day, you don't, it's crazy. I don't feel like I crash ever from energy. I feel more energized. My brain fog is clearer which is for me at my age too, because I'm old. It's like, it's really helpful. I just, the cl- your mental clarity throughout the day, if you're not consuming so much and you're letting your body rest a little bit, it's pretty, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And you said you still drink coffee, right? Fuck yeah, I drink coffee. How much, how much caffeine do you have a day? <laughs> I have, so I'll have... <laughs> Upon waking, I have coffee because I'm one of those ones like I can't function until I have my coffee. But I'm with matcha. Like I just can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love yeah. a matcha too. I love a matcha, but I'm I'm a two cup of coffee. Like within like I'll pound like one at like six something and then I'll have another run around seven or eight. And yes, I do put I put almond milk in my coffee. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about it breaking my fast. I'm just not one of those 
people like it. And it works. Like I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of almond milk in my coffee and it works. I mean, I think it works. I don't know. I'm not counting like my, my, you know, my ketones or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I think that that's how you make whatever lifestyle you, you choose sustainable, right? It's like by not be, because if you're so rigid that there's like zero enjoyment and you're like having to stick to these things, you're going to last however long. And then you're going to like rebound and go the complete opposite direction. At least that's what I found. So I think it really is about like tailoring it to you and doing whatever works for you and feels good for you. That's like the most important thing. Yeah. But what people need to also realize is if you're choosing the right products, it doesn't feel any different than how you're eating before. So this is a great example. Last night I made tacos. And it was taco night and it's my husband's favorite night of the week because he's just, he, just, he loves tacos. Like he has this fond memory of hard tacos from when he was a kid. And so, but the products that I use, I mean, the tacos are freaking, they're amazing. Like you never know that you're eating something that's grain-free, you know, gluten-free, you know, everything is, you know, everything's soy-free. Like it's, we've, I figured out how to shop properly to keep the right things in my house. So I never feel restricted. Like if I want nachos, mm-hmm. I make nachos, Yeah, you know? If I need something when I get home at night from drinking, I eat it because I have the yeah. right, I think you have to arm yourself and prepare yourself with the right things to have in your house. So when you go to reach for something, it's the right thing. Totally. And that's why your recipes are so amazing. So if everyone, if nobody's, oh my God, sorry, this is my half asleep. If people aren't following Jennifer Fisher Kitchen yet, they should be because your recipes are so versatile and they're not like, they're not restrictive and they're not, they really are like amazing whole food sourced recipes for like the same things that you love to eat. But it's, I love that your husband eats it too. Cause my husband, even if it tastes the exact same, like, no, if he knows that if I just don't tell him anymore, I'll give him like gluten-free dairy free whatever vegan, he'll be like, this is amazing. There was actually one time I gave him, can't remember what kind of ice cream, something dairy free, all of that. And he was like, this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, it's vegan and sugar free. And he was like, yeah, I thought it tasted a little funny. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, no, you did not. <laughs> I mean, people are just like, it's, it's some people just don't want to do it. And they just, they, they yeah. feel it's, it's such a funny thing. And I get that too, a lot from people on Instagram and people are just sort of like, I don't, I can't, my spouse won't do it. So it's really hard for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, so now actually that was a huge win last night that I talked about. Also, like I made cauliflower rice instead of regular like taco night rice that I normally make. And I made it cauliflower style my whole family, I was like, this is such a huge win for me. Like everyone's having cauliflower rice tonight and there's no grain in our entire meal tonight. How do you do it when you go out to eat? Cause I know that you're like, again, you're traveling a lot. You're going out a lot. How do you fit that in? So I like to eat out. I think I want to go out tonight too. Cause I don't want to cook <laughs> out. Well, that. Hopefully I'll be feeling better later. I do a lot of raw bar when I go out. Cause I feel like that's the safest. I order a lot of shrimp cocktail. I order a lot of oysters. Most of the time when I go out, it's either a giant salad that I make sure that I ask the server for olive oil and vinegar on the side because nine times out of 10, no matter what restaurant you go to, the dressing is made with some form of a canola oil, olive oil blend. Mm-hmm. And no know that. You think it's like the most yummy shallot vinaigrette? Well, they're cutting it with canola oil or safflower oil and olive oil because it's cost-effective. Mm-hmm. So what I suggest is just making your own dressing. If you get a salad, I get Dijon, I get olive oil and vinegar and lemon, and I sort of make my own concoction and that's my dressing. And I order, I'll order a piece of fish. I ask them to pan saute it a lot of the times because they, on the grills, it's normally cross-contamination with a lot of canola oil too, because of high heat cooking. Interesting. So, yeah. You kind of just have to ask questions and be nice and just say, you know, what are my options here? If, you know, for the chef, because it's hard, you know, the restaurant industry too, is also hard and you don't want to like 
be, you know, a jerk at restaurants, but you kind of also have to watch your back. Yeah. So that's why, you know, eating things that are not cooked and, you know, like I'll do a salad with avocado and, you know, a shrimp cocktail, if you can do it. Like a lot of the time, just kind of figure out how to maneuver the menu and to order vegetable sides for the protein. It's easy. You just have to do it. The problem is people drink and they want fries mm-hmm. and they want a salad and fries. You know, I go out with my girlfriends all the time and they're like, oh, we're going to be healthy. We're going to have a bottle of rosé and like fries. <laughs> so we did this thing. This is actually really good advice. So we, so we were out at Odeon and I was like, I'm going to order a hand salad because you guys are all eating your fries with your hands. So let's order a ham salad instead. So we bought like a mixed green salad and <laughs> you eat it with your hands. And all of them were like, this is the same feeling. It's oh, just, oh I'm like, so I was like, you take it out of your hands. And everyone was like, we, ordered, we kept ordering them because everyone liked it so much. The hand salad. Is People were probably walking by your table. Like what is happening? I know, like animals. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. That's like a little, that's like a psychological trick. It is, but it's sort of that weird same thing. Like you want to have a little something to take out a sip. I mean, it's messier, obviously, but uh, it works. Hand salad. salad. I love it. What else was I going to ask you? Okay. So I'm just curious, like how you were feeling before compared to how you feel now and what's like your, what's your exercise routine and, and all of that? I mean, it's night and day compared to how I felt before, because I, you know, I look at photos of myself too, and I don't, my, my weight is not that different, but I was so inflamed. Like I look at photos and I was just swollen. Everything was, so that's really what you lose by eating this way. It's not really, it's not a weight loss thing. It's really just an an Mm anti-inflammation program, which is great as you age. So my workouts are, have changed a lot too. So during COVID, I used to be like a massive soul cycle girl. I was like front row and center at Lori Cole's soul cycle class in Tribeca, like every day and we were friends. Actually, that's how I met a lot of my good girlfriends was from there. Uh But then those things kind of changed and I started doing Pilates a little bit before COVID and then COVID hit and I had my, I have a Peloton tread and I have a Peloton bike and I did a lot of Peloton bike, you know, Allie Love and Emma Love well during COVID. And then I, when COVID sort of came to an end, it was almost like I, I, I was so sick of working so hard. And then when I sort of changed my program of eating, I was working, I realized I didn't have to really work so hard. I realized, first of all, I think I hate working out. <laughs> I think I fucking hate exercise. I was like, first of all, I think that. And then second of all, I met Amy Nelms, who is Flatiron Pilates, and she changed my life. It's private one-on-one Pilates that we do. And it's sort of like she's taught me how to work out smarter, not harder. Mm, and I, I work that. out three times a week with her. And we do it via we do it via FaceTime. I don't even go to her studio. I don't even work out on a reformer. Really? Yeah, we use so my like Matt Pilates. Mm-hmm. Amazing. She's modified it for me. I mean, she's keeps saying like, come in, come in. I'm like, no, I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get her name from you. I want to go when I'm in New York. She if she's taking new people. Absolutely amazing. She's not, but I'll get you in. I'll ask okay. her. She's absolutely like incredible. She's major. Like two meter. What are yeah. like, your wellness non-negotiables? Um, or like, what are the pillars of wellness for you? Well, mental health is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the power of positive thinking is really, really important because if you don't have that, you can't do any of those other things. You know, I think people that go through their days just, you know, negative and, and, and kind of not wanting to try new things and not being nimble, like I said. So that, that kind of thing, I think is, that's the most important thing. I think if you, you need to make sure that you're okay and that you, you know, are, you want to do these things for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I always before I found excuses to not do certain things, you know, with the, you know, when I was younger, you know, in terms of like, you know, 
the way I was eating. Cause I, you know, with Hashimoto's, you know, you really have to be gluten-free. And I was always that one that was like, let's order a pizza at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just one day. So it's just one of those things that you have to kind of just make sure that you're kind of balanced and, and you, you kind of know who you are and know what makes you happy. And, you know, I think everything kind of falls into place after that. There's something about being my age. I'm 51. So there's something about turning 50 that was a huge mental shift for me of just making sure that like, you know, you really don't give a shit as much anymore. It's it's this weird kind of thing where you feel this level of sort of like, I am who I am, take it or leave it, but I'm going to be happy and positive and I'm going to do all these things for me. And you guys can judge or say whatever you want. But at the end of the day, nine times out of the 10, you're going to probably text me or DM me asking for that information in a month after you talk shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. I love it. <laughs> I'm curious if you, you seem like you are, like you feel amazing. Do you feel better now than you did like in your thirties, forties, whatever? Cause I find I'm in my third. I know I'm still young, but it's hard because you know, things start changing and you're like, Oh shit, this is like actually happening. Like this train is, is moving. Like it's not like in your twenties, early thirties, I feel like it's just never going to happen to you. And it's a privilege and all of that. But everyone who's older than me and even my husband, who everyone knows quite a lot older than me, they say they feel better the older they get. And I think it's so hard to have that perspective when you're younger, but it's very encouraging also to hear. I think it's really true. You know, 30s, 30s were hard. 40s mm-hmm. were okay. 30s were hard because 30s is sort of this weird time where, you know, a lot of people are sort of, you're maybe getting married or maybe having kids in that time of your life. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a fast paced, you know, decade of like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're doing in those thirties, that's, that's like that year of like, you know, your, your stable job or whatever you're doing, you figured out what you want to do with your life. You figured out maybe a life partner. And if you want to, you know, start a family and those kind of things. So that that's thirties, I feel like for a lot of people and into forties too, so, you know, obviously sometimes. Yeah, it's like a lot, people, yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure. And I think it's, it, it races by so quickly. And I think it's like less time to really kind of look inward to like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think 40s is similar too, because 40s, you see the success of all of those things that you've done in your 30s, if you've done them, you know, happily and, and you're happy with what you've, what you've achieved. But then it's sort of this weird, like, okay, you're balancing everything every day. It's like this weird balance. Mm-hmm. And then 50s is like, 50s is like, I am who I am. <laughs> I've been through it. It's so fun. It's the best. 50 is like, honestly, it's, 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 I mean, it's literally the new 30 and it's so yeah. fucking great. I was going to say, it's definitely the, the new 30. I mean, people like life expectancy is so much longer, quality of life so much better. So many technologies to keep you looking amazing, <laughs> whatever you want to do. So right. that's the last thing I want to ask you. Yeah. Got to drop your beauty routine. What's this, what's going on? Skincare, all of that. So skincare for me, my skin texture has changed a lot. So do you know Kylie Kabaka from Knockout Beauty? No. Oh, she's amazing. So Kylie Kabaka owns this amazing skincare company called Knockout Beauty. She's got one in Brentwood. She in New York. And then she's got one in the Hamptons that she opened in the summer. And she's got one in Locust Valley. She, we became friends. We met in the Hamptons a few years ago through a mutual friend and we became friends. And she deals with a lot of people that have melasma and issues like that. I don't have that. But she put me on this regimen of skincare that completely changed my face with brands that you wouldn't normally no, like Environ, MBR, like, I don't know, you know, some people don't know what those are, but you know, the regimen that she's put me on has completely changed the texture of my skin. <laughs> Wait, come, come forward again. Bananas. Like yeah, it is crazy. Bananas. I mean, I do other things too. I love injectables. I love surgery. I love everything. Like I've done everything. And I talk about it, like, I don't give a shit, but like, you know, 
you have to do what you want to do to look the way you want for yourself. We've got one shot here in this body and this face and whatever it is, and people can judge or have a hard time with it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here for only for a limited time and not much longer. So I'm going to make sure that I make the most of what I have on this, this whole situation. I, you are like my spirit animal, kindred spirits. That's the same way that I am. And I like tell everybody, whatever I get done, like surgeries and all of that. And I definitely get judged for it, but I feel the same way. Like I'm doing it for me. Like I want to, <clears throat> I want to, I want to look the way I feel on the inside. Like I want my outsides to match my insides. I feel really good. And when I got sober at 28, I looked like I was a haggard. I always say like 45, but nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's just like putting a number on it, but I had been living so hard for a decade, like drugs, alcohol, no sleep, pack yeah. a day cigarettes, like sun bacon, whatever. And I looked like terrible. And so there was a lot of like, you know, maintenance after that. And, and I just remember looking in the mirror and I was like, this, that's not, doesn't represent who I, who I am, like how I feel on the inside. Yeah. So do what you need to do to feel who, you know, who you are. Like, it's sort of like, uh, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really like people yeah. people just want to feel morally superior to other people. That's like the thing. I think it's that. I think it's also just a lot of like people that are just like not wanting or too scared to actually do some of those things mm-hmm. too. And they don't, you know, so they judge you for it. You yeah. know, it's just, it's everyone's got something to say. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I know that you're expanding more. So we talked about the jewelry. We talked about the salts. We talked about the CB2 and the other collaborations. But what do you have coming up, if you can say, or like, where do you see the brand going in the coming years? Well, we launched, another thing we just recently launched was my scent. Yeah, the perfume. Yeah, that was really exciting. We worked on that during COVID, you know, because I was one of the, I always, I always would get in an elevator and everyone always say like, who smells like the cookie? Like it's me, you know. So I always do this blend of like coconut and and vanilla together to kind of smell like, you know, a musky vanilla cookie with some, you know, sunscreen beach. So I and I wanted it to be. Oh, I have it here. I wanted it to be portable, so it's a little roll on. It's in this really chic little black roller that can just go right in your purse because we're all on the go, and I don't want to carry a spray around. Like yeah. it's like no. It's so like I can travel be like with too. More evolved, more evolved than like a you know a perfume that you spray that you can just take along with you. So it sold out in two hours. So that was exciting. So we've got another batch of it coming. It's launching on Net-A-Porte soon. And then we've got our batch coming in in July. We've got like 3,000 people on the wait list. So sign up for it now if you guys want it. And then, so we also, we open our Soho store on the 23rd. I'll see you at the party on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. And then we are launching a soft home collab with a company called Cosatex. So if you, if this comes out before, don't buy sheets or towels until... I just bought sheets two days ago. No, <laughs> no, they're okay, so soft. I'll buy more. They're so soft and yummy. And it's, you know, it's a lot of grays and whites. And it's, I made this sick market tote too. So I'm really excited yeah. about that. It's Amazing. Tote that's black. So yeah, so that's going to be a fun thing that's happening. And then we are looking to open, we're, we're expanding our wholesale into a large department store. It looks like that's happening soon. So that'll be good. So we'll be in a lot, we'll be in 10 more cities. It looks like eight to 10 more cities. And then we're also going to start working on more retail locations. So our next is probably Miami is what we keep saying. And then after that, Houston or Dallas. Incredible. Well, I always ask my guests one thing we should stop doing and one thing we should start doing to close it out. All right. We should stop looking around at other people Mm -hmm. and we should start drinking more water. 
<laughs> cheers, not sparkling. Right? Cheers. Yeah, no. Stop with the sparkling girl. Do for three days and watch your belly watch your belly bloat. Just trust I'm gonna me. email you in three days. And if I'm That's not here, just trust me. as fuck. You're like, oh my God, you are so fucking right. Love it. Where can everybody find you? Everyone can find me at www.jenniferfisher.com is our website that has all of our, all of my jewelry and all of my recipes on there for free that you guys can go and access and also buy my salts. And then on Instagram, I am at Jennifer Fisher Jewelry and at Jennifer Fisher Kitchen. Amazing. It was so fun talking to you and meeting you. And I can't wait to meet you. IRL. I can't wait. Yeah. So excited. So fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for pushing through. Of course. Now I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie.